Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Madcast. CBD Madcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Visit us at CannabisBeyondDope.com. Hey, Dina. How are you today? Fabulous. How you doing? I'm doing fabulous too, actually. We had a great day already. Yeah. Thanks for coming down to Tacoma and hunting for a spot to hang out and get some work done. <laughs> we went to the funly named Espresso Yourself and it was packed. And so we decided to go to Cutter's Point and it wasn't and it was perfect inside. They had a little fire. Well, we actually went to that tea shop oh, in the middle true. and it was Mimi's not... Teas. Yeah, Mimi's Teas. And they uh, couldn't accommodate us because we were going to be loud and chatty and take up some space. And so. sitting. And there was no sitting room. It was just to purchase teas. And so we wished her well and, and we were excited that it was so beautiful in there, but not for us to hang. Yeah. <laughs> so then we landed at Cutter's Point and they had these big, beautiful tables. We were able to sit by the fire initially and then we got the big table with the electrical uh, outlet so we could plug in and get some work done. Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last time we sat at a coffee shop and did work was when we were in Bellingham. Yes, and that was at the beginning that of our was time over together. The summer. Yeah, yeah, almost a year ago now, coming up on. Yeah. So we're recording this in April. We've had a really fantastic year. We closed it out and decided to shake things up a little bit based on the year that we had, which yeah. was our first year out the gate with the podcast. Yeah, we are very excited to announce the expansion. I'm going to be moving to Massachusetts at the end of the month. Yay! <laughs> Going back home. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> if we video record No one can tell if you're laughing or crying. I actually, I'm actually in the middle of both. You know, I'm, when you I'm laugh, happily, sounds happily like a cry you. and your cry sounds like a laugh. <laughs> I know, I'm just devastated. I'm so happy for you and excited for this next venture in your life and I'm super bummed because it's not going to be right next to me. So, you know, there's both. True that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to yeah. FaceTime. We will and I'll yeah. have to get I'm gonna um, miss your face oh I'm telling you I don't know about that but you're certainly gonna miss my voice no <laughs> we, we are gonna miss each other because we do have a fantastic time doing this podcast together so yeah. but we are going to be able to expand out specifically being able to talk about things that we have yet to really touch on that I really get jazzed about and that's really the civics aspect the the rules the regulations the laws how medical is going to work with recreational and how on earth are you guys going to debunk the myth that's so heavily rooted in these areas and in parts of the country. It's true. Yeah, the the hippie culture is just not as real on the East Coast. No. You know, like the idea of hippie culture doesn't resonate the way it does when you think about the Pacific Northwest or even California and and dare I say Colorado. I don't know how you call all you Colorado Coloradoites feel, <laughs> but let us know. Uh, exactly. How's please. hippie culture out there? Exactly. <laughs> And I think everybody has hippie culture to a degree, but we definitely need to get a little bit more of that hippie vibe into the larger masses, don't we? Yeah. Well, you know, we really need a, a blend, right? Uh, cannabis culture is carefree and chill. Cannabis culture is also 
yeah, needs to, I think, learn to play by the rules a little bit. So I agree with you, and I like that. And I also think that cannabis culture really needs to inf- be infused into more people so that they can get off the hardcore concept of having to live and soften up a little bit. I yeah. think that's one thing I really enjoy about cannabis. I don't think you should be Gumby malleable, you know? Sure. <laughs> I think that definitely you should have some rigidity and some structure going on. But yeah, I think loosening it up a little bit from the, the horde East yeah. Coast concept is not a thing would hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I think a little more uh, live and live and let live, we yeah. can all benefit. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I don't ever want to take away the pride of culture that so many people have. And I think that that really gives communities a chance to thrive and be sustainable. I also, however, think that every generation has something to offer the previous generation. And one of those things is to lighten up just a little, not too much again. And every culture, right? You know, think about coming from the different and how we've lived in many different places in the United States. And also a lot of our our peers and friends and many people who have come to Washington for the cannabis industry come from other states and, and cultures than just Washington. And we all can certainly learn from each other and welcome that as opposed to, I can't remember... I lived here in Washington for two months, and one of the regulars at the restaurant that I worked at was like, oh, you're a local now. That would never, ever have happened in South Carolina (laughs) or in Massachusetts, frankly. Like, if you are not, and I have a great friend, I love you, Erin, she will claim Massachusetts birthright because she was born in Boston, but only born, you know, she didn't even live in Massachusetts for a year. I let her get away with it, but she would never get away with that in Boston. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Isn't that the idea of the definition? It's the birthright. But yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Yep, yep, for sure. I I also allow, like I said, that that Pacific Northwest influence in myself. Like, yeah, all right, you can you can claim that. (laughs) Exactly. I think that there's so so many transplants. One of my first memories was a adorable fellow from Georgia. Oh, he was so adorable. And then he meets this gal and she's adorable. And now they're an adorable couple. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Another gentleman I met, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. comes out here, meets a gal in the industry, and they are now absolutely bonkers for each other. And even just people coming over from Spokane to try to put themselves into the west western side of the state's efforts and get out of something of what they're doing. Cannabis is a real draw. And what if you were conversely born here and never left and now maybe you could go get a cannabis job on the other side of the country and see what it's like yeah yeah totally i hope more and more people do because like i said i think that you know we can all benefit from constructive conversations with each other absolutely and the only way i think that you really ever get out of the stigmas that you're in, the prejudice that you have is by education. And it is by seeing the rest of the world and meeting people from all different parts of the world, all different parts of the state, all different parts of anywhere that are different because you'll like them as an individual. And then you can appreciate the things they bring to offer you from wherever they come from. And it's us connecting on that individual personal level and getting rid of this overarching idea of anything. Yeah, absolutely. And allowing other things than what we're used to to connect us. Exactly. That's part and parcel what we've been talking about doing the podcast in meeting all the people that we've met is that we like the community we like who 
we've connected with because they're all in it for some very specific reason, a health benefit, somebody's benefit from it. It always comes down to the cannabis benefited somebody and that's why they're in it. And so when we're talking about how we want to evolve, we really want to bring some more of those stories to light. Uh, more science for sure. I yeah. definitely want to have a chance to have more conversations with our scientists and labs and, and doctors and doctors. Absolutely. And how we're going to be able to integrate this as true FARM to make us better instead of PHRM just to mask what could possibly be going on. I love that. Yeah. F-A-R-M. That spells farm. Uh, yes it does <laughs> it always has and it always will so that's perfect yeah. not everyone knows i think a lot of listeners needed that <laughs> we all needed that Come that on. was great even if we knew we needed that but it but it's true right the yeah, farmer of course the f-a-r-m-e-r is who we also really like to i'm not gonna tell you what that smells f-a-r-m-e-r dina why don't you tell me a little bit more and our listeners about the constitutional commons project that we're working on that's another great one i've had this interest in my soul for such a long time about us missing as a community what we all share in common and i was given the opportunity to be educated on the commons again and civics and i i always go back to that whenever you listen to the podcast i try to put in something about that because business is civics and our democracy is civics and we are a democratic republic which is exactly majority rule based on a republic which is money and a monetary system and with our law changing right now so yes. we are on the you know as a as a society as a culture as a union you know we are on the cusp of of change and so I think that this idea to put out to the people what are tangibly the things that we want to change and what we share in common are things that should never be for profit that's one of the biggest things so first off I want to say let's define sentient being so that anything that lives and has a feeling or grows is part of our ecosystem that brought us we have to take care of it it could be a bug it could be a microbe it could be a dog it could be a tree or people all of us have to have the same respect because we're all in an ecosystem system that needs each other and then the commons go to a clean air clean water clean food it then goes to a proper education that everybody can afford health care that everybody can afford communication and transportation and and viable connections that everybody can afford that we all share and it should be equal use if you put trucks on the road that damage it you need to pay more That's if right. you ride a bus then you should pay less I mean this is how it's supposed to to work and balance out what I want to do is I want to not lose the most incredible democracy that's ever been designed. I don't want to lose the fight that people put the blood, the sweat, the tears, the, the centuries of effort into our democracy and into putting together these beautiful documents that we have that allow us to be governed in freedom as opposed to oppression. Right. And so we're yeah. going to be working on that. And we're going exactly. to work on a way yeah. that allows everybody to truly offer what their democratic opinion of our commons are that should not be for profit and in order. Exactly. No, I love that so much. You know, we have given a piece of our freedom to the United States of America in exchange for our rights. And they're not being kept. No, and they're not being treated very respectfully. They're being co-opted. They're being burned to the ground. And I'm really, really 
honestly super tired of anybody who gets into the world of politics gives such horrible rhetoric about what an awful thing it is but then that's their full-time job anybody who is in politics who came up on the dime of social support and then says that we should have no social safety net should be banished right. and they should be shown for their hypocrisy yeah and I think that it's imperative that we truly understand correlative thought one plus one equals two I think that we're missing such an important connection and people go politics is too hard I don't want to deal with it it's I have too much going on in my life well unfortunately the reason why you're being run ragged is because the corporations have the politicians to write the RCW yeah. codes that get enforced against you that are not to your own benefit yeah. and you don't want to participate that is so relatable across the board yes. you know participation is difficult and it's especially difficult when we're uninformed and right now it's like we're so informed we're uninformed because you can find what's out there to support your your uninformed feelings or lack of, of being able to find something to actuate your informed right yeah, right absolutely. so I mean we're on both of these sides mm -hmm. because the dark wants to win and regardless of what it is we live in a world of good versus evil if you will to a degree we have those who want to take only for their myopic view and then you have everybody else who wants to exist individually but needs the support of a whole because right. not everybody is able to bring themselves up by their own bootstraps either and this right. is also very important not everybody has internet do you know there's still places in Wyoming where they have to go to a mail depot yeah. there are still places I mean, I in inner it. cities that do not have any access to the internet or to pay their bill they have to do it with stamps so they have to go into a check cashing place when you live in an elite existence you don't realize the most left out in our society right and so that's where this matters because if we can take care of the least everybody else will have everyone the best everyone else will have the best yeah. everyone can benefit and everyone. and everyone can participate in our society and feel like their conversation and their input is valid and makes a difference because it, it really does it does and we don't have to get rid of commerce that's not my point either nope. I love the fact that you can make every decision in your community by where you spend your dollar physical voting only happens every couple of years mm -hmm. but everyday voting is with your dollar I'm not out to get rid of the dollar but I am out to get rid of the profit margin for the utilities, for healthcare, for education, for the things that strangle us the rest of our lives in many ways. If we don't have educated populace, it strangles us. If we have an educated populace, then we have better ways to affect the way we need to run. If, if we don't have the resources to support our farmers and our farms and our agriculture, then we will continue down this path of changing the entire human body instead of yeah. putting treating our bodies like the temples that they are and giving them the nutrients that they need to sustain themselves that we need to sustain ourselves we're looking at a really ugly road and absolutely terrible humans and not only that our ecosystem too if we have an ecosystem that becomes dangerous regardless of what you think of global warming in any way shape or form we're at a situation where our rains are heavier our hurricanes are, are more intense yeah. all of our weather climate conditions change. yeah our climate is changing to the point where it is going to be detrimental and we will not survive it doesn't matter how it got there but we're smart enough to know how to fix it and it's our hubris that stops us and that's what bothers me I get so upset when people have to say regulation is bad actually no regulation creates the jobs that you wish you had a decent job where you could raise your family because somebody has to completely replace scrubbers all the time or somebody has to make sure the tracks for railways work if you have just garbage alone you know you and I've talked about this Nikki just garbage alone you could put every level of skilled worker to work management CEO 
or labor. It doesn't matter. You have every level of skill. Scientists that have to figure out new machines to better pick up our garbage, different ways for us to get yard waste and compost to be dealt with, uh, different materials that we can use so we can be a disposable society. Yes, so it exactly. goes even farther. If you want to have plastic bags, why don't we make them with seeds in them so that if they do get thrown out or if an animal does ingest them, they're just going to poop out a tree for us. There's ways that we can all have our cake and eat it too. And I think that that's the joy of us in what we do. It, cannabis has really been an illuminator as an industry for us to go and have all of these conversations all over again, but with an empathetic group that is starting this industry that really does want it to be better than what they've seen already. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. The cannabis industry, as Anya said recently, one of our good friends, can and should be a model for industry as a whole. The yes. way that people are making significant strides to reduce their carbon pr footprint, that is very close to the norm in the cannabis industry in my opinion and certainly the people and the businesses that we are choosing to highlight as much as possible on Cannabis Beyond Dope and honestly I think it's kind of happened organically that way is yes. that the people that we have established good relationships with on grounds of things that we care about. Absolutely. Jeremy with Canisol Farms is one of them. Yeah. We do fired up chats because he gets fired up and we love that he has the right platform for how you should grow anything, mm -hmm. whether it's tomatoes or cannabis. It, it should be the model. Right. Yep. I think, you know, Halo, Fairwinds, yep. Harmony Farms, Bacon's Buds. I mean, we can go on for, for hours about the cannabis industry, frankly, and you know, that's what that's what we do. You can yeah. li listen to more Cannabis Beyond <laughs> Dope, you'll get hours of hours cannabis of industry information and cannabis community information, but in a way that I think really reaches humanity and not just business related. Well, you know, case in point, we were at Marijuana Venture Magazine having a chat with those guys, talking about potential connections and affiliate opportunities. And one of the things that I really liked was their advertising guy, Ryan, had said to us, you know, I didn't think that it mattered for me to listen to a podcast from a bud tender. I did not think that what I'm doing in my avenue, but when I listened to it, I found myself compelled and interested. Please, you guys, that's exactly it. This industry carries people just like you, individuals that have found their way to this industry mostly because it has healed somebody. Yeah, and whether so, it was them or yeah, someone that they know. Exactly. One degree, two degree separation, six degree, but it's been an impact. And one of the only industries I will say, I used to sell, I told you this before, I used to sell dog food at a, a regional level and nobody, and I trained, I don't know, countless, uh, hundreds upon hundreds of same people, same age, like a bud tender, but they would be a pet tender, mm -hmm. let's call them, right? <laughs> so I trained tons of pet tenders. Not one parent wanted to listen to their child about changing their dog or cat's food to a better option. Yeah. But this industry surprised me and I would hear constantly, my nephew, my niece, my daughter, my husband, my somebody, and exactly. it would be older I'm bringing people. my dad in for the first time. And they're coming with them. Yeah. They're not kicking and dreaming they're like this could help me okay I'll try it yeah yeah it's so beautiful it is um, it's so beautiful and that goes back to exactly your point about what Anya had said that we enjoyed taking her quote and also your feeling and my feeling is this industry should be the model mm -hmm. that's out there for every industry for mm -hmm. behavior for evolution yeah. distribution of wealth distribution yeah. of profit for the industry in general distribution of the profit of all industries should go to the people who are participating in the industry but I will say to that end 
we also do have disparaging monetary balance as well because the farmer doesn't make enough right. and the retailer's making too much. Yeah. Well, that was what I sorry was going to bring up earlier. I mean, we have thousands of farm licenses in Washington. 1,200, it's, right? It's oversaturated. Yeah, yeah, 12. But we only have, what, three to 500 stores? 300 viable stores. Yeah, 300 500 stores, I think. Stores. It's just oversaturated. So, of course, you know, how can the grower make a dollar? And if they're not practicing sustainable farming and sustainable manufacturing and production, there's got to be some sort of repercussion. And, you know, we're going to go through the weeding out in Washington. I'm sure it could take uh, weeding out. She said weeding out. <laughs> weeding out. It, it could take another 20 years, but there are enough people with the forward-thinking mindset of setting an example for this this country and the world. And we're seeing cannabis being legalized all over the world, so excited to share the Massachusetts cannabis story and cannabis stories from all over our country here, but hopefully personal stories from places as far as Israel and the UK and Spain. Spain and any other culture and country that's coming on board with the cannabis industry. We're, we're really excited and we're coming for you. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, we really are. And it's <laughs> one of the things that I actually just heard today from the mayor of New York was how they're going to try to take the cannabis industry and use it as a bit of a reparations to offset all of those poor convicted individuals, mostly African-Americans. And that's why they want the industry to give back to them more so than anybody else. So everybody's available to it, but they're going to make incredible incentives for all those people who are released for something they should never have been put in jail for and get a chance to actually build their life back from it and that's get right. money back in that industry to those people. Yeah. That is the standard. That That's is right. the model. That is how it should be done because that is really what this plant does. Yeah. We we say it a lot. Sometimes I cut it out. Sometimes I keep it. But cannabis really does enhance your life. And there has been nobody I've ever met in the course of my entire life that has ever used cannabis that has not enhanced them. Yeah. If it causes them a problem or they're that one weird individual that gets too jittery, they just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's right. Cannabis has been enhancing the lives of people for centuries. Cannabis when we're talking about the black community, has been enhancing the lives of black communities for centuries and decades until it doesn't, until it ruins their lives. Yes. And that truly is the one community where there's that, the strongest duality, I think, of help and hurt. And I think that this, what New York is doing for the minority communities and what the cannabis industry is doing in general, and we're seeing yeah. real tangible steps towards diversity, towards women-owned businesses, towards and women and black people and Hispanic people and all, from all nationalities in positions of power and supporting each other. And it's up to them to be able to make their income, which I like. They're not restricted by somebody else for their pay level. They get to work as yeah. hard as anybody else, and if their business model is successful, then they too shall be successful, and they're not being held down or back. And I love that too. Yeah. I love that that equality can be there. Yeah, I love being part of the cannabis community for sure, and I'm so glad so that it's brought us to each other. Exactly, <laughs> so the nicest people I ever met. Yep. And uh, even if we have a distance from physical miles between us. I know that with the technology that we have and the passion that we share, we're going to find even more ways, I think, to get our message out and to keep our podcasts going and share with the community out there so that they know they've got us yeah. and we can bring them something from our perspective, which I really enjoy. And hopefully they do too. Yeah, too. So thanks for staying tuned and listening to all of our changes up and coming. Excited to get out to Massachusetts in May and you know, you guys hit me up and we can collaborate and uh, get your stories out there there. Yeah. 
You can find us on Instagram at Cannabis Beyond Dope and Twitter at Cannabis Beyond Dope. Search CBD Podcast or Cannabis Beyond Dope on your favorite podcast streamer and YouTube. For sure, yep. We just got ourselves up on Stitcher, iTunes. We've got some Patreon going. We've got SoundCloud. So lots of avenues for folks to find us. I'm really jealous about that, too. We're just growing. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a great one, Nikki. Yeah, you too. All right. See ya. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by Healthy Roots Hemp Products, available nationwide through their website at healthyrootshempproducts.com. They have CBD-infused products like their Roots Run Deep Root Butter, which is great for massages, a selection of CBD tinctures for you or your pet. All of their source material for CBD is made in Oregon, and their new product is infused honey sticks from Oregon Honey Bees. For those products and many more CBD-infused items, visit their website at healthyrootshempproducts.com. Follow Cannabis Beyond Dope on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And click the like button. Check out more podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Contact us or check out all of our content at CannabisBeyondDope.com.